it might as well be a bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah where you always hear the song, Black Eyed Peas, tonight's going to be the good night. With the ruling on Roe versus Wade, I decided to take a little deeper into it. First, let's hear from Ted Cruz. Senator talks about reaction to it and why life is important. This is a moment to pause and reflect. I believe this is a moment for incredible celebration. This is a momentous moment. This has been 49 years in the coming and today's decision is a vindication for the rule of law, but it's also a testament to millions of activists, to millions of women who marched in the March for Life, to millions of activists who organized behind the presidential campaigns of Ronald Reagan, of George Herbert Walker Bush, of George W. Bush, of Donald Trump. This is 49 years of hard work to reverse a decision that was egregiously wrong the day it came down, and now the question of abortion, a question that, that is deeply emotional, that divides America, now that question returns to being decided where it was for the first 185 years of our nation's history, being decided by elected legislatures to reflect the views and values of the people. That's how the Constitution designed it. It, it might as well be a bad mitzvah or a bar mitzvah where you always hear the song, Black Eyed Peas, tonight's going to be the good night. Let's listen now to Loretta Brown of the uh, National Catholic Institute. Now, Loretta is talking about, uh, you know, what, what the Dozer Institute, which is uh, an institute um, that has been studying abortion over the, over the past uh, 50 years in the United States and its impact, particularly on communities of color, on African-American communities, uh, Mexican-American communities, Hispanic-American communities. And, and what the impact has been. We know that the numbers are extremely high and, and almost targeting as far as abortions being a, a major part. Now, Loretta is talking, of course, with uh, EWTN, the uh, Catholic uh, radio or Catholic television news uh, network. And, and they also spoke with another advocate uh, from the pro-life sector, from the African-American community. And, uh, you know, it, we, we will listen to the interviews now. Uh, again, without permission, we picked this up off the Internet. Um, this is from uh, this is from June 26, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, 2022. And they talked also to Christina Bennett, who is a pro-life advocate uh, also within this segment. Let's listen. And hear what they have to say. This is an issue of race. It's something that the New York Times article said that they mentioned that they didn't want to look into because they thought their data was complete. What can you tell us about that? 
Yeah, so the CDC uh, doesn't collect, you know, information about race from 20 of the states that they get abortion info from. So that's, you know, that's why they, they think it's kind of incomplete. But really, though, if you look at the trend of the CDC data we do have and information from the states, it's quite alarming and noteworthy. Um, you know, what, what you see is that three times um, the amount of black women get abortions compared to white women. And also, you know, one very alarming statistic is that in New York City for years, more black babies were aborted than born alive. Um, you know, and, and the number of black babies aborted in New York City is still quite high. And so it's just something where you really see a disproportionate impact on the black community that abortion has. It's very hard not to call that targeting. Is there anything else that you think is worth mentioning about this coverage or any other pieces that you're working on right now? Well, I think just a lot of the pro-life advocates I talk to are really trying to reach these, these women and are talking about um, trauma and lack of resources being some of the main reasons um, where these women go back to abortion. So I think the pro-life movement is aware that they, they want to reach out to these low-income women, to these women who have circumstances where they keep choosing abortion and fix the problem, right? Not with an abortion, but with some real healing. So I think that was very moving to see and something that I think the pro-life movement will continue to work on. And a discussion I know we'll continue to have, especially with the upcoming Supreme Court decision, resources and healing. Thank you so much, Loretta. Christina Bennett, a very active voice in the pro-life movement, particularly within Black communities, joins us from Middletown, Connecticut. Christina, it's great to have you here. You've worked in pregnancy resource centers and understand the community, unfortunately, seeking abortions. Loretta Brown of the National Catholic Register just reported that those seeking and targeted for abortions are overwhelmingly Black and Brown. Is that aligned with what you've witnessed Unfortunately, yes, and that is because the abortion industry, specifically Planned Parenthood, since its inception has targeted the Black community, not to mention the fact that in states like Connecticut, Medicaid pays for about 75% of all abortions through taxpayer dollars. So between the government paying for abortions for low-income women and Planned Parenthood targeting them, you do see a large amount of women of color, unfortunately, choosing abortion. And the targeting seems to be something that everyone is admitting to. I know the New York Times had its own expose on the eugenics backgrounds of the abortion movement. But you mentioned something really important, this idea of low income. Is the argument that abortion helps lift women out of poverty a viable one at all? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, we've had abortion for close to 50 years, and we're still suffering as a community, in the Black community. We're still suffering with high rates of single-parent families. Unfortunately, we're still dealing with very high rates of maternal mortality and infant mortality. And we've had abortions for 50 years, and this has not helped us. This has not helped us succeed or prosper or grow in the ways in which we should. And so it's really just a lie from the abortion industry that's marketing on their behalf to make it seem like abortion is a solution to poverty when it is so far from that. Planned Parenthood quietly released their latest annual report last week, revealing a new record for abortions in a single year. Let's take a look at some of those numbers. During the 2018 to 2019 reporting year, Planned Parenthood committed 
345,672 abortions. That is an increase of nearly 13,000 abortions from the previous year. That means Planned Parenthood committed nearly 81 abortions for every one adoption referral. And regarding breast exams and pap tests, Planned Parenthood services dropped by nearly 50,000 since the previous year. To break this all down, we are joined now by Dr. Charmaine Yost, the Vice President of the Institute for Family, Community and Opportunity at the Heritage Foundation, and Ash Schau, Senior Editor for The Daily Wire. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Charmaine, looking at this report, what was your biggest takeaway? Do you know, Catherine, every year they come out with this report right at the beginning of the year and they kind of try to bury it in all the hoopla around New Year's. But the one thing that always comes across is that Planned Parenthood is abortion, Inc. Mm. And the most stunning figure to come out of this year's report is the fact that they hit their all-time high in the number of abortions that they performed, over 360,000 abortions in one year. It's absolutely stunning. But more than that, in terms of if you look at the fuller picture, they also saw fewer patients. So at the same time that their number of abortions is going up, they're seeing fewer women. And so they're, they're consolidating their abortion business. And in the context of talking about how they're positioning themselves in terms of federal funding, it's really important to know that they're consolidating their abortion business. That is devastating. Looking at the report, were there other figures that jumped out at either one of you? Yeah, absolutely. As abortions went up, I mean, they increased by three, more than 3% over last year, which itself was an increase of about 3.5% over the year earlier. Mm -hmm. As abortions go up for Planned Parenthood, all of their other services that they like to point to saying, no, we're not just abortion, have gone down. I mean, if you look at them, you've got contraception down 2%, pap smears and tests down 7%, breast exams down 11%, cancer screenings down 8%, prenatal care down 68% since 2010. And to put that in perspective, for last year, Planned Parenthood killed 35 babies for every one woman it helped with prenatal care. And adoption referrals as well, down uh, year over year. And again, killed 80 babies for every one adoption referral. The numbers are striking and yet not mentioned in the report was the tumultuous year within Planned Parenthood's own leadership. But what should our viewers know? So her, the last president was Dr. Leanna Wen. She was the uh, first doctor to kind of run the organization in about 50 years, considering it's women's health. Um, she was let go because, as she said in her own words, I wanted to emphasize total women's health. They wanted to double down on abortion rights. So she was trying to get to the organization to actually focus on women's health and, and other things. She tried talking to uh, pro-life groups and people who weren't necessarily for abortion but didn't like government intrusion in medical health. She wanted um, you know, more services for maybe mental health and addiction, but within Planned Parenthood, it was just, no, abortion's our thing. We're sticking to it. But here's the thing. You know, Planned Parenthood wants to talk about their other services that they allegedly provide and that they're you know, focused on mm -hmm. women's health. But the Trump administration came out this year and said that there had to be a physical separation between family planning services mm -hmm. and abortion. And Planned Parenthood threw a temper tantrum and said, oh, no, 
we can't do that, we're not going to take the federal funding. But hidden in this report is the actual fact that despite the fact that headlines were screaming that Planned Parenthood was losing money, in actual fact, we're still giving them over half a billion dollars in federal funding. It, the money went up. So, you know, people have to really kind of look behind the screaming headlines about how Planned Parenthood is caring about women's health mm -hmm. and how they're not getting any federal funding. The truth is actually quite the opposite. I'm so glad you brought that up, how Planned Parenthood opted to no longer comply with the Title X program. Did this affect their bottom line? What do we know when it comes to the dollars they saw? Well, there, as, as I said, people keep, keep, keep this number in mind over half a billion dollars annually in federal mm. funding mm. that's coming from Americans' taxpayers. And what's interesting about that to me is that when you look at polling data on abortion across America, if there's one thing that Americans do agree on, it's that they don't want to see their tax dollars going mm. to abortion. And yet, when Planned Parenthood was confronted with the choice of take these tax dollars and comply with federal law that says, says tax dollars cannot go for abortion, they said, sorry, see you, we're not interested. We saw a report recently that the overall abortion rate in the United States is going down, and yet, as we've mentioned in this discussion, abortions at Planned Parenthood are only going up. What does that tell us truly about their abortion business? That they're really wanting to corner the market on it, and that they are. I mean, that's where people know they know Planned Parenthood for abortion. So again, whatever they want to say about what other services, people know if I need an abortion, I can go to Planned Parenthood. Um, and it says like a whole lot about the culture. I mean, you've got Democrats and progressives just constantly. Just recently at the Golden Globes, you had a pregnant Michelle Williams saying the only reason she was able to accept this award was because she had aborted a child. I mean, you've got this constant messaging to women that if they have a child, their life is over and they can never succeed. And it's working. It's clearly working. Abortions are going up, even though polls show Americans don't agree with abortion. I mean, by and large, Americans want it at least limited to just the first trimester. And yet, you've got all of this messaging that you should have an abortion in order to succeed in life. We need to continue to speak the truth about life and really bring the light into that darkness. One thing that really stood out to me in this report is uh, Planned Parenthood's mention of their online outreach and an increase in online made appointments. Do we anticipate this to be a growing part of their business? What should we in the pro-life movement be paying attention to here? Let me pick up on the word business, going mm -hmm. back to Abortion Inc. Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood, the reason that they're as effective as they are on in, in the abortion arena is that they do approach it as a business. They have a strategic plan. We know from our, uh, we know from our friends who've come out of, uh, out of Planned Parenthood that they're very strategic, that they have um, that they have goals, they have quotas, and they're very effective at looking at trying to use online outreach. They're consolidating in urban areas, they're targeting um, uh, lesser privileged communities, they're targeting college communities, all of these places that um, where women feel vulnerable and exposed and perhaps don't have as much support as, as um, they'd like to have. And they've really jumped on the mobile apps. I mean, they were bragging in their report that they had about 1.6 million online bookings, 78% uh, of which were booked on mobile. Mm. And that's up from 1.34 million last year and 73% uh, booked online. Whereas what, uh, what are the uh, pro-life the adoption centers, the, the mm. crisis centers, I mean, do they have these same services and are they as good 
at uh, marketing them and advertising, hey, you know what, you can reach us online too. That's what's really going to need to happen is the pro-life community is going to have to keep up with and then overtake Planned Parenthood at their own game. Well, I have to say I'm optimistic about this. Mm. Um, I'm excited about where the, uh, the response that the pro-life community is having to these kinds of cutting edge mm. challenges. Um, and we have the March for Life coming up in a week. And um, you know, young people coming from all across the country and groups coming together to strategize to say that we're still here. I think there's an optimism in the pro-life community, a dynamism and an upward swing. And so, I, so despite the fact that Planned Parenthood continues to push the envelope in terms mm -hmm. of being a business, I think that the pro-life community is more than capable of, of stepping up and continuing um, real cutting edge outreach. You know, we all know mm -hmm. some of these groups that are, are doing tremendous work and that we're proud to partner with. And I think that optimism will shine on the D.C. streets next week. Charmaine, Ash, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Hideous numbers. In some 49 years of Roe v. Wade's effects, some 60 million procedures, a low estimate. Between 1.4 million and 840,000 per year have been performed over that time. That's 49 years since 1973. That total figure, 60 million, is 10 times the number of lives lost in World War II's Holocaust of Hitler. Or for those of the BLM types, let's give you a shocking figure. 39.6 million of those procedures were given to black women. They were never born, these babies, these angels. See, 63% of procedures, according to Planned Parenthood, their biggest donors to the Democratic Party and beneficiaries of the abortion industry, as it's sometimes called, reported as their accomplishments to Congress when it would come to federal funding. 63% is the amount of African-American procedures they performed. 39.6 million angels were never born. Those were the unborn. Those lives that never were that we will never know about. Who among them had a cure for cancer? Or a better design for a power source? Or a song sung like no other? Or could dunk better than any other NBA player or any other team in any other league could play in any other sport better than anyone else? Or create art in a scale that we would have never known or seen, build better buildings and homes. Yes, both Democratic Party and Republicans who allowed this genocide. It, Roe v. Wade, led to more people never born of African-American descent than all those who were enslaved and transported to the Americas over 400 years. 39.6 million is the total number of deaths believed to have been caused to African Americans. In the entire 400 years that slavery was in practice, the slave trade, some 15 million Africans were transported from Africa to the Americas. It means more than double who suffered a fate worse than death called slavery. But so many moan and groan 
one day perhaps many of them will meet those souls when they meet their maker one day perhaps they surround those now protesting is this really something to cheer for or celebrate a decision that even the Supreme Court over the years, even its most liberal justices said was a failure in procedure. Nothing has changed. You can still get an abortion in almost 90% of America. There are just a few states that have decided to ban it. And those American citizens can cross a state line or even find free bus fare to go to those places should they need it. Last night, the same folks were saying we needed to act to save lives of children because of gun rights being passed by the Supreme Court. The day before, they felt oppressed because children were affected by religious rights protected in religious schools when those children were placed in them by government. Now they want to act. They want you to give money so that more will never be born or so they and their supporters can take more American lives really no uh, I just can't say anything more about this as a Christian in a nice way or as a Catholic as one of my own parents used to call me the lucky sperm that didn't die yeah, I was an unplanned kid. So I was taught to say the words L'chaim, a toast in Hebrew that means to life, to life. May we all be blessed by it and with it in God's name. I'm Mike of New York.